Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Pharrell on a bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out a bad seat, a broken eight, a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad out bad taste, bad luck, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York City. They found a better way to mortgage so you could focus on making your new house home. Rocket mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. People dressed in plastic bags, directed traffic, some kind of fashion. Shake it up, should do better. Oh, my friend, they come around, flat to flat to party up. Rats on the west side, bed bugs up down. What a mess. This town's a tattered. My brain's splattered all over Manhattan. Should do be Shake it up. Are you with us tonight from New York? 855. 212-4227 is our toll-free online. Brought to you by Geico. Great news. You can save a bunch of money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Carrington Harrison, you hear him on weekends here on CBS Sports Radio. He does afternoons on 610 in KC. He'll join us here in about 10 minutes. Talk about the Chiefs. Big game tomorrow night in Denver. What's wrong with the Kansas City Chiefs lately? Their defense is what's wrong. Brian Fisher at eleven twenty with NBC's College Football Talk. We'll get into some college gridiron action tonight on the bench. Great games this weekend, per usual. I love that about college football. Every weekend there's some great games, right? It's not always in the NFL, in my opinion, that there's just great games, right? It just you know they play and whatever. Some of the games are good, but. College always has a bigger game or two, automatic every week. Game four of the ALCS, wash tonight in New York. I mean, it is pouring here. It'll cause a reshuffling of the pitching rotations as it'll now be Tanaka and Grinky on uh, game four Thursday tomorrow and then Verlander Paxton Friday in game five in the Bronx. Who has the advantage with the new rotations in New York? 2-1 Astros lead the ALCS. Of course, the Nationals are already in the World Series after sweeping away the lowly Cardinals who did nothing in the championship series. I mean, absolutely couldn't score runs. So they're washed. Angels hired Joe Madden as expected as their new manager. I think he got a three-year deal and uh, some fat money. Not major, nothing major. Nothing major. I think the question's going to be, is you know he going to turn this team around finally, or is this a retirement job for him? We've seen that with guys who have won in the past. Right. It's like, you know, let me get one more check here before I, before I go off in the sunset. You know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes for him out there. The Rams just acquired Jalen Ramsey from the Jags. But they're unsure if he'll be able to have him in the lineup on Sunday in Atlanta. He's missed the last three weeks with a back issue. What do you think? Do you think he'll go on Sunday and his back will be fine? I bet it will be. 
I, I saw the the belly aching was that he had to fly from Jacksonville to L.A. In now, first class. Now he's going to fly from L.A. to Atlanta. In first class. And then they're going to go from Atlanta to London to play in, in the London game the following week. So they're worried about all that oh, travel. Oh, and, like, you, you know, that's very worried about that. Worried about all that travel with the back. I make so much money and I'm just such a wussy. There you go. Who do you like tomorrow night? Uh, Carver High Chiefs or Broncos in Denver? I think the Chiefs get right tomorrow night. That's not a good team. All right. They've been pretty good lately. 12 sacks in three games. Uh, Not worried about it. No? No worries there? All right. I played ball tonight, Carver High. Got a last-minute... Uh, got a little run-in? Well, I mean, the ballers were short, too. So I got the call up. I dropped 13-3 and three with a dime. And my dime was nice. A little give-and-go in the lane. I gave a little whoop. Team's crumbling. We took on the best team in the league, and we uh, were tied with three minutes to go. We lost by seven. But uh, we gave him a game. That's the team we lose by 30 in all the championships. We lost to them in a row. Three in a row we lost to them. The last one, we didn't make the final. We lost in the semis. But uh, either way, we played well tonight. I lit it up. Hit a bomb three. The highlights are on my Facebook, uh, Pharrell on the Bench Facebook page. I'm not on the highlights because uh, I film when I'm standing on the bench. I come in six man of the year, son. I come off the bench and light it up per usual. Mafia was there. He saw it as evidence. So, uh, anyway, we lost, but I, I got a good run in. A good, uh, my team was good tonight. Not bad. We did a lot better against the best team than we, uh, than we used to, so it's a positive at least. And uh, they even said that after the game. They're like, you guys played way better than, than ever against us. We gave them a game. We were winning. We were winning that game by seven in the second half. We blew it. Anyway, there you go. Uh, so, we got a great show. Uh, Harrison, Mr. Harrison and Mr. Fisher. We'll do all of that. 855-212-4CBS. I thought I'd tell you, Tanev, the new Penguin, with an overtime shorty to beat the Avalanche in Pittsburgh. 3-2, they get the win. And uh, I saw the goal. It, Landis Gog should have stopped it. Did you see the puck? It was right on his stick. I'm about to watch it right now. He should have stopped that. It was like a little squibbler off of uh, backhand. Uh, and he he should have made the save. He I took actually, his I eye off it. I just saw the Crosby goal, too. The Crosby goal was no joke tonight, too. Really? Oh, just a sick grow by Crosby. I haven't seen that one. But look at the Tanev goal. You haven't seen that yet, or you have to go through I, all I the highlights? Let the me Tanev know when goal. you see the Tanev goal, because they got him and paid him way too much money in the offseason, but he had a nice goal tonight to welcome him into the Penguins family because I wasn't buying that deal for him until I saw him score that goal tonight. It's the first time I've got excited about the Penguins this year, seeing that overtime against a good team. The Avalanche, they had won five in a row, the Penguins three in a row, now four I mean, in a Landis row. Landis Cog put it in the net. He I mean, should have scored. He, 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 right, right. Landis Cog put it in the net. I think he took his eye off of it for a second. He just kind of like. Because he should have had it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bad miss by Landis Cog. Meanwhile, I think uh, he may have, uh, who had the, uh, oh, McKinnon may have had the equalizer in the third. So they tied it up in the third, and then the Penguins won it on a shorty in, in uh, overtime. Edmonton just took the lead on the Flyers. In the first with five left, 2-1 Oilers. That kid Hart is starting in goal for the Flyers. Youngster, what is he, 22 years old? 
Young kid, where did he come from? He's their goalie. They, they drafted him. He's their Oh, he's the man. He's their guy. He's number one? Oh, yeah. All right. Capitals beat the Leafs tonight. Cover 4-3 to three in D.C. Everybody's partying in D.C. these days. The Nationals, the Capitals. Blue Jackets at home 3-2 over the 1-6-1 one, one stars. Cover. Sabres and Ducks are underway. I got that one going on the plus. I'm just going to turn that on right now. How funny is that, that this thing keeps saying that the game's not on? Meanwhile, the game's like, you know, five minutes into the game, and it won't come on my uh, TV. What's up with that? You would think it would, like, come on, right? Like, am I, am I not? Is it just me? What do I got to do to get uh, the hockey game? I mean, for God's sakes. I mean, it's unbelievable. What do I got to do? Unbelievable. I can't even get the game on. I, I, I'm sitting here. There's an error preventing this video from playing. How about screw you? How's that sound? I mean, it is unbelievable. Now I got it going. Thank God. Take me all night. So we got a huge storm here in New York. So the TVs here, per usual, don't work at the network. So whenever it rains or snows in New York, we get no TV. It's the most unbelievable thing ever. You'd think they'd figure that out after, you know, 10 years, that they'd finally figure out that their uh, dishes are pointed right at a skyscraper. You know, maybe tilt them a different direction or up in the sky, maybe. They never work, these TVs. Drive me nuts. Uh, so anyway, those are the games. No score in that Sabres-Ducks game. Kane Sharks later. NBA, I just thought I'd tell you, has been going on. Uh, Atlanta by three over the Knicks with six and a half to go. Memphis up on Oak City, 118-106 with 2.45 to go at the half. Portland by a bucket over the Jazz. Pistons beat the Hornets by six. San Antonio over the Rockets, 128-114. Warriors, who seldom come out to play, yeah, playing the Lakers at Staples, coming up here any minute now. Hopefully I'll be able to watch that without the TV going out every five seconds. That's it. No baseball tonight. It's washed in New York. 855-212-4 CBS. Carrington Harrison first from 610 in Kansas City talking about the Chiefs on the bench. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right. Carrington Harrison does afternoons in Kansas City on Sports Radio 610. And you hear him sometimes here on CBS Sports Radio. He joins us to talk about the Chiefs. How's it going there, Carrington? Hey, I appreciate you guys having me on tonight. Thanks a bunch. My man. So, uh, you know... I've been watching all these Chiefs games, uh, I'm sure, like a lot of people. And uh, and their defense, to me, is like butter. I mean, it, I don't see, frankly, how do, how are they even going to think about being in the Super Bowl, seriously, with that defense? I mean, they really are pretty bad. I mean, butter is maybe an appropriate term. I said that they kind of hold up like a, like a, um, a, a, a tortilla. You know, when you go to Chipotle <laughs> and you get the burrito and you get the tortilla and how it's just all soggy and it's just like – breaks halfway through eating it it's very similar how this Chiefs defense is I mean that's a very legitimate concern I understand that every team in the NFL has flaws maybe the Patriots offense isn't top notch you look at various teams around the NFL it's hard to think that you can win a Super Bowl with a run defense the way that the Chiefs is so I mean uh, when you're watching them lose these two games in a row can you even believe what they're giving up I, I can believe it just because last year their defense was so bad that at some point you kind of have to prove to other teams that you can do it. And I think we've seen one common thread. So the last three games that the Chiefs have lost, if you go back to the AFC championship game, every team has run the ball at least 40 times. Every team has run the ball for at least 150 yards. And every team has had at least 40 minutes of time of possession. 
that the formula to beat the Kansas City Chiefs is out there. They're going to commit penalties to kind of shoot themselves in the foot. You need to control clock and keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. Like, it's not like teams are cracking this 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 great Da Vinci code. They're simply just playing fundamental, beat you at the line of scrimmage, aggressive football, and the Chiefs just haven't been able to counter. So, uh, Carrington Harrison with us from Kansas City 610 Sports. I got to tell you, uh, this guy Watkins, I love when he plays, you know, once every three months. I mean, like, what is the deal with this guy? He's going to miss again uh, tomorrow night, too, isn't he? Yeah, he is going to miss again. So, out of the 26 possible games that he could have been uh, in action for the Kansas City Chiefs, he has played in 12 of those games. It's kind of one of those things, you know, how, like, you get what you pay for. Like, there's a reason why some cars continue to be on the lot. Like, people have looked at him, and they simply said, I don't want to buy that car. <laughs> the Chiefs, like, like, like the Chiefs signed for an underperforming, often injured wide receiver and thought that he was going to be different for them. This is the same reason Buffalo got rid of him. This is the same reason that Los Angeles decided to go get Brandon Cooks instead of signing him. The exact same problems that have existed in the last two stops are now happening for the Kansas City Chiefs. So now Hill is back, and he, he scored a couple of uh, touchdowns. Uh, he, at least, you know, is a badass. He plays. I got no problem with him. I do have issues with, uh, you know what, Watkins reminds me of uh, Deshaun Jackson, great receiver when he plays once a month. I think he's better than – or I think, I think Deshaun Jackson's better than Sammy Watkins, but I do get the analogy that you're making. Tyreek Hill is probably one of the five best receivers in the NFL. He made a catch last week where his first touchdown catch – I mean, maybe there's five receivers in the NFL that could do it. Like, I don't even know if DeAndre Hopkins makes that catch because I don't know if he's fast enough to get down there to kind of get himself in position. Like, he can physically make the catch, but I don't know if he has the timing and speed to kind of catch up with it. Like, Odell maybe makes that catch. Antonio Brown in his prime like there just aren't many guys that can make that catch but no I mean you're right on Sammy Watkins I mean the the vision for this offense was when they first got it it was Kareem Hunt at running back Tyreek Hill's your one Sammy Watkins is your two and then Travis Kelsey is your tight end and arguably the best tight end in the NFL obviously Kareem Hunt's not there anymore Sammy Watkins is rarely healthy so now this offense is, is, is really kind of reeling by having a couple of major injuries and obviously not having Kareem Hunt. I think that uh, Carrington Harrison with us from uh, Sports Radio 610 in Kansas City, uh, I think, uh, you know, Deshaun's better as well. But he, you know, the same thing. Like, this guy never plays either. He's always got something wrong with his legs. And when he does play, he just torches people. I, I think he's incredible when he's healthy, but he never is. So he's like the same kind of deal as, as Watkins. Let me ask you this question. When you're doing your show in KC, great town, by the way, I, uh, you know, my uncle lives there. I was born there in St. Luke's Hospital, and I was even at the 85 World Series. Imagine that. And I worked at KC TV 5. Can you believe that? But let me, okay. uh, let me ask you, when you're doing your show there in the uh, afternoons, uh, it, when people are talking this week, like when they saw the Texans just absolutely torch you, I mean, that's what they did. They, you, you had the game, what was it, 17-3, and then you, like, never scored again the rest of the game. It was, like, embarrassing what they did to you. Did you uh, – were the fans livid, and were they saying that, you know, they're not even good enough to beat Houston, that Houston's better than them now? I mean, you know, fan is short for fanatics, so there's always going to be that, and we do live in this very reactionary, hot and cold era, so – I think it's kind of our job to maybe be a little bit more even-keeled. My take all this week has been very simple. The only thing no longer on the table for the Chiefs is the one seed. The Patriots are going to be the one seed in the AFC. They have uh, so, so they are two games up against every other team in the AFC, not named Buffalo, and they've already won at Buffalo. 
New England, unless something drastic happens, they are going to be the one seed. But the Chiefs can still do everything else, and I think what's kind of hurt Chiefs fans is ever since they lost in the AFC Championship game, I think it has been this us and the Patriots, us and the Patriots, us and the Patriots, that now for the last two weeks you've had to kind of undo the last eight months of your thinking when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs. It is not them and the Patriots. The Patriots are the best team in the NFL, and the Chiefs are in that second tier with about nine other teams. Do you think that uh, Mahomes' ankle is still a problem, and do you think that uh, he's uh, at all struggling uh, so far this season, or do you think he's just uh, normal? I don't want to use the term struggling because I think last year when you throw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns that the bar was was just set so high that this year if you throw for – 4,100 yards and then 39 touchdowns, people are going to question if you were as good as you were last season when he had one of the five best uh, number seasons we've ever seen in the history of the NFL. From an ankle standpoint, it's clear that it bothers him. There was one play against the Texans where he rolled out and he typically kind of turns the corner a little bit faster and a little bit more athletic. He turned the corner super slow. He then wasn't able to kind of set his feet and then he just three hopped it to um, Blake Bell, their backup tight end. I think he makes that play if he's healthy, but we got to be honest here. It's the NFL, but I understand that some teams deal with injuries more than other teams, but it's not an if you're going to deal with injuries in the NFL. It is a when your team deals with injuries. I mean, if the, if the goal of the sport is to collide into other human beings, at some point people are just going to get injured, and your team has to be built in a way to overcome it. And so far the Chiefs haven't overcame it very well. So uh, Carrington Harrison is with us from Kansas City Sports Radio 610. Do you think that, uh, you know, Denver's actually had about 12 sacks in the last three games. It seems that they're catching on to Vic Fangio's schemes and blitzes and everything else. And they're definitely rushing the passer better. Uh, do they pose any problem at all for the Chiefs tomorrow night in Denver? Or do you think they get right against that uh, Bronco team? Well, I think Denver poses a problem for the Chiefs. If you can run the ball effectively, which Denver can do with Royce Freeman and Phillip Lindsay, and you can play good defense, then you 100% can beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, I saw on Johnson, who was averaging 2.1 yards per carry, rushed for 125. Marlon Mack ate this team up. Last week, Carlos Hyde, who hadn't rushed for 100 yards in 33 consecutive games, rushed for almost 150 against the Kansas City Chiefs. So, If you can play good defense, if you can control the line of scrimmage and run the football, then you absolutely can beat the Chiefs. I'm picking the Chiefs for this very simple reason. I still think the Chiefs, by the end of the season, will be one of the two best teams in the AFC. I think they'll be um, two seed behind the New England Patriots. This is just one of those teams that you can't lose to. There are some losses that are not bad losses. To me, the Colts is not a bad loss. Texas is not a bad loss. Losing to the Broncos, who are going to be one of the ten worst teams in the NFL at the end of the season, is a bad loss. I understand that it's in the division. I understand that it's a short week. Great teams find a way to grind, especially when their back is up against the wall. They find a way to win at Denver. So who's going to be the Royals manager? If I had to guess, I would say Mike Matheny will probably be the manager. I don't really know what they're waiting for to announce it. So, I mean, that's kind of been the thinking here the whole time in Kansas City. So I would, But right now they are <clears> – <throat> excuse me – um, David Glass, who owns the team, he is now selling it to somebody else, John Matheny. So maybe that's what they're waiting for, for them to officially change hands. He kind of gets situated, and then they make their announcement. But if I had to guess, Mike Matheny, um, he's going to be the manager for the Royals. All right, great stuff tonight, Carrington. Uh, thanks for joining us. Let's see how the Chiefs do tomorrow night in the thin air in Denver. And uh, we'll check you out on uh, CBS Sports Radio the next time you're on. Thanks for coming on the bench tonight, brother. Appreciate you.
Hey, I appreciate you having me on. Thanks a lot. All right, Carrington Harrison in Kansas City. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. Huge week again in football action. There was college football tonight, believe it or not, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, tons of action. All of my football picks are posted on PharrellOnTheBench.com. It's F-E-R-R-A-L-L, PharrellOnTheBench.com. You got to get on it. We got it all. Hockey, boxing, MMA, every fight. Basketball starts next week. Be ready. PharrellOnTheBench.com rules every play, every day. Big changes coming in November to the site. It's going to be better for you. You're going to love it. PharrellOnTheBench.com. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. 855 212 Four CBS is the number to get on the show. We want to hear from you. So that line opened up at three and a half for that Thursday night game in Denver and then moved to three. And obviously uh, the Chiefs are favored. Carver High, I guess Emmanuel Sanders, uh, like I'm hearing he's going to be able to go. He's going to be ready to go. But Watkins is not playing. And so. uh, When does he really? Yeah, he never plays. When does he play? Never. So uh, it's like I said to this guy, uh, Carrington, uh, you know, I'm just like, the guy never plays. He and Deshaun Jackson are two peas in a pod. They never play. They they remind me of uh, your boy Giancarlo Stanton, who never plays. But that game has moved to three, and everybody's saying, here's one that I'm reading here. Listen, Traveling, you know what, you know, do you know what doesn't help a beat-up team, which is what the Chiefs are struggling on both sides of the ball? Traveling to mile high on a short week to face the Broncos on a Thursday night. The line was four and a half this past Sunday. Moved to three and a half. Now, Broncos plus three, and everybody thinks that's the play. Yeah, I don't think that that's the play at all. Look, I get the Broncos have played better the past couple of weeks. Right. I also get that they played two teams that have struggled mightily offensively. Let's face it. The Titans suck on offense. They just switched quarterbacks. They're going to be playing Tannehill. That's who they beat at home last week. They couldn't move the ball, whatever. The week before that, they beat the Chargers. The Chargers have been awful, haven't they, the past few weeks? Yes. Now they are playing, and I know they have guys hurt. They are playing a team that can score. Even though the Chiefs lost last week, they put points on the board against the Texans. They still move the rock. And I know that Denver's D has played a little better. They're not going to be able to score enough or keep down the Chiefs enough for that miserable offense that they have to score enough points to keep up with the Chiefs. Did you see that uh, Brock Osweiler retired? And I was thinking, you know, he was great. 41 mil. Right, but he was grateful. I bet he was grateful for that 41 million because he sucked. He was terrible. He was pretty bad. He was bad, terrible, atrocious, whatever you want to Got that coin, though. Glad he was so nice going out the door with all that money. See you guys later. You know, it's unbelievable that a guy can be that bad and make that much money. It, it, really, it really is unbelievable. On, big, strong arm and all that stuff that you hear all the time about all these guys that flop. Right when they're coming in, prototypical NFL quarterback who can't hit anybody. Yeah, like he was just a disaster plan, wasn't he? And the sad part is, I mean, that's how bad Manning was that last year when he won that Super Bowl, that the defense carried him, that like Osweiler took over for him and – Stayed in there for a while. It wasn't until, like, the playoffs that they finally said, all right, we're going back to Peyton. So do you uh, think that the Chiefs are going to handle the Broncos tomorrow night and handle the three, or do you think that Denver's hot all of a sudden defensively and they're going to they're gonna stun them? Because, you know, it's never what you think. The NFL's never what you think. You think it's going to be one thing, and it's always the exact opposite. Especially with these Thursday night games. You know, the short week is always tricky. 
like I said, going up to Mile High, Mile High is tricky. I mean, I still like the Chiefs. I think, still think they're a better team as good of a running game and a defense as you know Denver started to play the last couple of weeks. Like Mike said, it's terrible teams. And I think it's going to be bend, don't break for the Chiefs defense because I think they're going to give up a lot of yards to them. I think they're going to you know run the ball down their throat, and then they're going to settle for field goals. While the Chiefs are going to come down and score touchdowns. One of the problems I have is I think they're, uh, you know, super banged up and everything. So that's my concern that uh, they are banged up and that Mahomes is not 100% at all and that they have to play, you know, four days after blowing basically the game against the Texans at home. They've lost two home games now. And that they, you know, that game Sunday was pretty bad for them, you know, in my opinion, to, to be up that early and to be comfortably numb at 17-3, whatever it was, and then to just dissipate from that point forward. And then, you know, all they did was talk about how banged up they are and how injured they are and how all these problems they have. And so now four days later, you're going to just not have those same problems? I don't believe that their problems have gone away. So that's what I'm worried about with the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, there's no doubt on paper they should beat the Broncos. There's no doubt just even on sight that they should beat the Broncos. But the fact that they have not been playing well and have all these injuries and are banged up and literally um, their defense is so just an atrocity, I think it is. To me, their defense is laughable. I didn't want to, like, call the guy out and, like, blame. You know, it's not his fault that they suck. I think they suck defensively. And and he's talking about they'll be the second-best team in the AFC. That might very well be the case. But what does that say about the AFC then? Because – uh, that team's not winning the Super Bowl with that defense. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care about anyone's opinion about it. They, I cannot watch a team give up that many points and just you run right through them like butter. And it's like uh, it's like they're playing on ice skates. They look terrible defensively. You cannot win the Super Bowl with a crappy defense. It just doesn't happen. Well, you're right. The problems just aren't going to go away in these three days between the game. But the problem is neither are the Broncos. And the Broncos' biggest problem is they have no quarterback. They have Joe Flacco there. I'll take – you know, 75% of Pat Mahomes over 100% of Joe Flacco winning day. That guy's career has been done for five years. I'll give you that, but they are playing better for some reason. So no one's acknowledging that. You did, uh, but they, they have. They play better, but against. They're you playing know, better. You know, give but teams. It's, but it's, it's the same thing that we always say. Every, you know, one week we say the teams all suck. Right. But it's simple. This is the NFL. Every the, game's seems brutal. Like Every game's the, brutal. It seems like in the AFC, just like you were saying it, there's, there's five teams right now that look good, and then there's two more that are, like, maybe right on the outside there. Right. You know, everybody knows the Pats are by themselves. Then you have the Chiefs, the Texans. The Bills. The Ravens and the Bills. Those are your five right now. And, you know, you got to put the Colts. And and the Raiders have played well. They're three and two. The the Raiders have played well. I don't think the Raiders will sustain and be with that group, but I think the Colts would be the other team that, you know, you could kind of put there. So you're saying Patriots, Bills – Ravens, Texans, Texans and Colts, and Chiefs. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the Raiders trying to hang around. And then around. the seventh team right now for you would be the Colts. I would. Uh, well, the Raiders beat the Colts in Indy, so I gotta put. You know, that's I gotta put them a little notch ahead of the Colts right now, don't I? The they Raiders. Beat, they beat them head to head. They went into Indy and beat them, and then went to London and beat the Bears. So I gotta put the Raiders a little bit ahead of the Colts right now. All right, same record, and they beat them, so they would have them in a tiebreaker either way. Uh, good call, George in L.A. Morel, what's going on, brother? Hey, man. Hey, man. How about another one of those old-fashioned Miller highlights? I got yeah. I got uh, freshies flowing in the Ferrella pub this evening. Check out. 
Beautiful, beautiful brother. Hey, yeah, I like the Ramsey move. I know they gave up a lot, but we haven't had a shutdown corner in 20 years since Dre Blythe. Well, they've had a lot of expensive cor- corners, and they've certainly had, uh, you know, that team's loaded. And then they gave up Peters. They went and got Peters. They they gave up Peters, and now they have Ramsey. And uh, listen, there's no denying the guy's talent. Uh, and there's also no denying how much of a pain in the ass he is. I mean, let's just get real here. I mean, any guy that will do that already four years into his career, he's going to do it again. Any guy, a leopard doesn't change his spots. If a guy forces your hand and is a complete jerk, which is what he was, he was an idiot. So the fact that he did that to the Jaguars, be ready because it's going to happen to the Rams too. Not right away because everything's wonderful in the beginning when you're with your new girlfriend, right? Everything's hot and heavy at the the first six months. It's just fantastic. And then two years later, you want to jump out a window. Everyone's happy with every relationship in the beginning, right? Everything in business, in, you know, sports, it doesn't matter. It's always wonderful when you get a new, you know, he was bragging today about how happy he is. Well, he's the most miserable guy in sports right now besides Antonio Brown, is he not? Was he not the biggest, like, complete tool in sports? Name a guy that's been complaining more than him. I mean, honestly, Brown and, and Ramsey are going toe-to-toe for the biggest jerks in sports right now because they, they hold their teams hostage. And I don't believe for one minute the guy's been injured. I think he's done this all as a plan to get out of there. He just stopped playing, stopped practicing, stopped playing, said, I have this injury, that injury. I don't believe him for a minute. I, I won't be surprised at all if he shows up for that game on Sunday and plays. Uh, and listen, he's a great player. There's no denying it. But I'm sorry. It's not worth it to me to have, like, really uh, a great player if he just is a cancer all the time, you know, and he's just so selfish. And he's just not about... That guy was never about his teammates ever in Jacksonville. He's all about himself. Any guy that is such a tool that'll show up for training camp in a Brinks truck thinking that he's cute, that just that's all you need to know about the guy. He showed up for training camp with a Brinks truck, like he was going to back the Brinks truck up and get a bunch of money from the Jaguars. You know what Tom Coughlin said? See you later. They got rid of him. You know, people said, I heard today, like, Jason Cole, who I like, uh, he said, you never get rid of talent. Well, they did, because some talent's worth getting rid of. You can have all the talent in the world, but if your middle name is lymphoma, I get rid of you. Yeah, I don't he, care who you are. He compared it to the Raiders giving up Khalil Mack. Which, but Mack, I mean. Well, that was just stupid. Mack wasn't because being he was, a pain he, in the ass. He wasn't like, being a problem. He just wanted to get paid. Well, they screwed that up. I don't care what you say. But the other one, uh, this Brown guy, this Ramsey guy, they're nothing but trouble. And believe me you, if you're trouble at four years into your career, because Brown's got more time than uh, Ramsey, right? And uh, Ramsey— Well, it it took Brown a while to become a major pain in the ass. Well, this guy took no time at all to become one. He took no time at all. I don't like him for one minute at all. I don't care how good he is. To me, he's nothing but trouble. And it's going to happen, too, because if he's if, – trust me, if they don't win and they don't go back to the Super Bowl and they lose, that guy's the first guy to blame someone for everything. He never takes the blame for anything. He blames everyone else. Do you remember this ass hat when he went around – what was it, last year and said everybody in the league sucks but him? Well, he did that, and he, and he had a you know had to take a shot at – you know, 27 out of the 32 quarterbacks in the league, too. You know, he had to say, this guy's trash, this guy sucks, this guy's what, not That's good. all you need to know about right. the guy. He's a jerk. I don't care if he likes me, listens to me, whatever. I, You know, I'm not even wrong. <laughs> uh, anyone that does that is an absolute moron. 
who does that? Who goes out of their way to literally, on record, go out and say that every player in the league sucks but me? I mean, what kind of an idiot does that? Do you know what players think of him? They think nothing of him. They think he's a tool. Trust me. I don't care who he is, what he is, braided hair, all the rest. I don't give a rat's ass what he is. He big Mr. Big Shot, huh? And the other guy was Mr. Big Chest. So I'm not a fan. I think he's an idiot. And I don't care what he does in L.A. He can rot in hell for all I care. Seriously, I'm not even kidding. Like, he's such a pain in the ass. We've been talking about this guy's pain. He's like a hemorrhoid is what he is. He's a hemorrhoid. That's what I'm going to call him from now on, hemorrhoid. Whenever he makes a play, I'll just say hemorrhoid with a nice pick. Because he's an absolute pain in the ass. That's what he is. So you can have him. Six ways till Sunday. I'd rather have a crappy corner than have him. I mean it. I'd rather have a guy with no skill at all than that guy. Because that guy just is a problem. And he's going to be a problem again. Mark my words. Trust me. When you're a problem four years into your career, you're going to be a problem for the rest of your career. You're going to be a painful reminder always. That's who he is. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.